Hey you guys, it's Sarah. Welcome to Wraith and Wine. I'm sorry again, it's taken me so long to record another episode. I've been so busy with school and working and so many things. I mean, someone else got COVID at my school. They had to close it down again and reopening. It's been a mess, but I hope everyone is doing well and let's get into it. This story comes from Cesar. Cesar says, Never put mirrors opposite of each other. Me and my friend made a big mistake. We were, mess- we were messing around one day and wanted to see how many reflections we could get in the mirrors. I placed one on the ground and had him hold the other one above it parallel. I stuck my head underneath and had him adjust accordingly to get it further and further. Then it happened. I was so confused. We got so far into the reflection that light happened. That light had disappeared and that was pretty normal until we reached a point that I started to see a light again. But what I saw was not expected at all. I started to be able to see a hall. It looked like it was an older house because the walls looked old and and deteriorating. And at the end of the hall was a window. I I stared in awe for a moment, but then something peeked around the corner (laughs) at the end of the hall. It's like a hall intersected there like it was a big T. I couldn't make it out. It was basically a silhouette. I looked away for a moment, freaked out, telling my friend about it and insisting he doesn't move so I don't lose visual. Then when I looked back, it was not standing in the middle of the hallway. Sort of looked like a girl with long hair. I I believe we found a mirror demon. (laughs) No, not a mirror demon. I immediately moved and told my friend to drop the mirror. For the next month or so, we had strange occurrences in the house that were unexplainable other than supernatural. Too much to describe at this point. I believe we found and released the mirror demon into into my house and things weren't the same the following month until we saged the house and cleansed it the best we could. Please don't try. I'm now terrified anytime I'm somewhere there's mirrors facing each other like dressing rooms or a mirror style elevator elevator. Oh wow, that's crazy. Actually, I was reading something about not having a mirror that faces your bed at night. Which, I mean, that's just another thing to worry about, another thing in the books. This next story is from Chris. Chris says... I lived in a haunted house for over a year. It was in Fountain, Colorado. I would see people standing in my window when no one was home. Things would fly across the room or be moved from one place to another. You could hear banging and demonic screaming from underneath the house. The water would turn on and off by themselves. 
I was woken up by my dog fiercely growling and then a black shadow whooshed over my head. My roommate was attacked one night and had handprint bruises all over his neck and torso. The list goes on. I found I found out that some people had summoned a demon years before using a Ouija board. I ended up asking for some help. It was suggested I do a cleansing. After burning sage, reading from the Bible, and demanding it to leave, I finally got some peace. I moved out shortly after. Years later, in 2017, I saw an ad on a real estate website. The property was for sale, $110,000 for an extremely large lot with three buildings on it. Sounds like they could barely give it away. I thought by ceremony work, but apparently not. Oh my gosh. B says, Before my father-in-law passed away, he used to love playing cards. On the night of his funeral, a couple of us decided to play cards. But just before we started playing, a card flew out of his bedroom and slid across the hallway. When my husband went to check, his mom was still asleep and no one else was in the room with her. And the card was the Joker card. We didn't ever bother playing after that. Phil says, I was getting my mother something from under my kitchen sink and heard someone call my name, which I thought was my mom. So I turned around and saw a cloaked leg past me, so I thought it was my sister. Secondly, I was heading upstairs and saw the same cloaked leg going into my bedroom. So I thought it was my sister again, but as I passed her bedroom, it was empty. So I started to panic. Then as I was getting closer to my parents' room, I saw something that I will never forget. I saw a cloaked, dark figure doing some unusual movements, like they were like they were carving something. As I moved closer, I began to panic. I said, hello, everything okay? No response. The same movement kept going on. And thirdly, my grandmother appeared to me at the foot of my bed, which gave me the strength to open the door and everything stopped. I think my grandma saved my life. She didn't appear. I have no doubt I would have been possessed. Hmm. This next story is from Carrie. Carrie says, Our resident prankster is at it again. I knew when we moved in that there were two older sisters, like the spinster aunts, spirits living in the attic, and they were relieved that we were moving in. Past sentence had been less than savory, and they would make this bulk cover bells on the kitchen ceiling fan, chime, to let us know they were around. When I found... When I would acknowledge them, it would stop. And yes, I've always been sensitive and come from a family line of them. But now the prankster, quote-unquote, new new spirit, not the sisters. My daughter bought and installed a simple doorbell recently. The chine is a receiver in our upstairs office, but it has to be plugged in. At the same time, I moved my coffee pod to the office as well and have it plugged into the extension cord. 
the cord on the coffee maker is only a foot long. Decided to make coffee one day last week. I tried to turn on the pot, nothing. Checked it over and then checked. It had been unplugged, not just loose, but completely out of the socket and pulled a foot or more away from it. I figured I might have bumped it and wrote it off until yesterday when my daughter wondered why the delivery person who was bringing her pharmacy order called her instead of ringing the doorbell she came upstairs and looked the doorbell had been unplugged and the plug moved away from the outlet when she plugged it in it rang three times in a row it's only supposed to ring once and then stopped i said out loud all right cut it out you're not funny whoever you are leave stuff alone nothing has happened since but we'll see how it goes for the next few months this next story is from tori tori says my daughter used to talk about her friend libby who died in a fire by our house a long time ago. She was very descriptive, from the age of two till about six months ago, often telling us what her and her friend Libby had been talking about in the middle of the night. She was five, had beautiful yellow hair, but her eyes were dark and sad. Then yesterday, a lady passed by our house and stopped to ask, and stopped to ask about it as she grew up next door. We are pretty in a pretty rural area, so it's a good 500 yards to her up the lane. She was telling me that her grandmother's sister died in a fire in the house in the 1920s. She was about five. What are the chances? Oh, man. I don't know. I really do think that some kids see stuff. I have nannied for little kids that have told me about their quote-unquote friends, but yikes. Yikes. Amy says, It's so creepy when things that don't work start making noise. Years ago, I lived in an apartment that was seriously haunted. My daughter, who was five years old at the time, was visiting relatives out of the state. I used this time to do a deep clean in the house and organize everything, including her room. Once the house was spotless, I went to bed. I probably slept for an hour and I hear someone talking from my hallway. I lived there alone with my daughter, who wasn't home. Half terrified to even get out of bed, I finally dragged myself up to go investigate. On the floor in the hallway, my child's baby doll was lying and repeating its little catchphrase over and over. Mama! 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 Oh my god, that is so freaking creepy. I was freaking out because I knew that I had put that doll on my daughter's bed when I, I was cleaning her room and nothing was in the hallway when I went to bed. Anyway, I snatched that doll off the floor and threw it over the balcony. <laughs> I don't blame you. I went, ugh. I tried to go back to sleep, but that was not gonna happen. Fast forward to sunrise. I went outside to retrieve said doll before anyone had a chance to move it. Believe me, I had my eye on that sucker the rest of the night. So I go down and pick up the doll, open the battery pack, and find it empty. No effing batteries. Again, I put that thing back outside. 
to this day, I have no explanation of how that doll got, got out of her room. The door to her room was shut when I went to bed and still shut when I woke up to the creep fest in the hallway. That experience was one of many of the creepy things that happened in this place. This next story is from D. D says, This is my 170-ish year old house. She shows a picture of her house. Just let me start by saying I am com a complete skeptic. Outside of a good book or a movie, I had never believed or given much thought to spirits, hauntings, entities, or whatever word one might prefer. That being said, I have lived here nearly a year and a half and th things keep happening that simply cannot be explained. Small yet strange events started to occur almost immediately after we moved in. Having never experienced anything like it before, I ignored it and I told myself that I was being silly. When the basement lights continued to be turned on with no one claiming to have been down there, I assumed someone had just forgotten. Then there were the odd sounds that I chalked up to just being normal old house noises. I discredited everything, but at a certain point, things just cannot be discredited. The more time I time I spend in the house, the more strange the, the more stranger the events. I think the first time I was ever fully truly frightened here was something that happened about two to three months after we moved in. It was late. I had gone to bed. I had just set my alarm on my phone and laid it on the nightstand. Just as soon as I closed my eyes, the room lit up. The projector that had been sitting on the table on the opposite side of the bed had came on by itself. It displayed a home screen with digital lines that ran all the way across. I got out of bed and turned it off. As soon as I lay back down, it turned on again. Needless to say, It was then that I unplugged it and considered just tossing it, tossing the whole thing out the window. LOL. As bizarre as it was, it wasn't so much the projector coming on by itself that bothered me. So much as the feeling in the room. It, it was just uncomfortable. Like being in a room with someone you know just doesn't like you. Even though I was completely alone, I had never felt that way before so alone yet threatened at the exact same time it was so eerie since that night there has been more events than i am even able to count some small some more prevalent my mother once came to visit she was in my living room i was in the powder powder room The bedroom door, which is connected to the living room, slapped, slammed suddenly, so hard that we each thought the other was angry. It was only when we both started running towards the door, we realized no one was even there. My eight-year-old son, son's door slammed on a different day in the same manner. My daughter and myself were downstairs. He was upstairs in his room when his door slammed. He jumped up and ran out and down the stairs as fast as he could and started questioning me about how I had been able to get downstairs so fast. I, of course, had no idea what he was talking about, so I explained. So he explained what had happened. He told me that when he opened the door, 
back up, he caught a glimpse of someone quickly running through the hall. I have always been extra careful to never mention anything in front of my children about the oddities in the house. I never want them to be uncomfortable or scared in their own home, but this truly perplexed him. On another occasion, he he claimed to have seen a lady with black hair, a pale face, and black eyes laying on out be- on our bench in the kitchen. He said he blinked once and didn't see it again. It was cl- it was early and he hadn't been up long, so I assumed it was grogginess getting the better of him. But I suppose I'll never truly know what happened that morning. My six-year-old daughter claimed to hear whispers in her room sometimes. My mother-in-law swears something pulls the blankets over in over her in bed each time she visits. It seems that everyone that has ever visited this house has had some sort of experience that has stuck with them. Even our dog has had odd occurrences with her squeaky toy. On two different occasions, one of them being today, I have came home from being out of town for a week and there has been unexplained water in the floor. It's in the middle of the room and everything around it is dry. All of this and so much more bothered me so badly that I gathered all of the courage, nerve, and sanity in my body and asked the previous owner, whom I had barely even ever spoken to, if she had ever experienced anything peculiar in the house. As soon as I asked her, she said yes. Oh no. And started spilling stories. Oh lady. (laughs) Well, I guess if the contract is signed, it's not her problem anymore. By the way, the little time I did real estate, at least in Georgia, ghosts are not protected under the contract. So literally, you don't have to disclaim that you had ghosts in the house. And you only have to disclaim if someone died if someone asks. At least that's what I learned. I could be wrong. Laws could have changed. Anyway, let's move on. One of which involved her and her entire family leaving the house for a weekend. She said when they returned home, as soon as they walked in, they could hear water running. Upstairs, the bathtub was completely full of water and started to overflow, with the handle turned fully on. She told me that she had checked the interior cameras that had recorded the entire time she was gone and there was nothing on them. No one had been in the house at all. She had so many stories like this one. She told me she too had never for one second believed in any sort of paranormal activity, as cliche as that may sound, until she lived in the house. Then her mind was completely changed. She had lived here for 10 years before we purchased it. She never gave a clear reason to why she moved, but she didn't have to. A neighbor recently, in a casual over-the-fence conversation, mentioned that something about the quote-unquote rumors and stories that had always surrounded this house and giggled. I wanted to dig deep into it, what he meant by it, but I didn't want to seem like I was completely out of my mind. It was the first time ever speaking to him and light conversation is nice or so I hear. <laughs> I have finally came to the point that I just can't. I recently looked into smudging. Forgive me please but I have no prior experience with anything like this and honestly never thought that I would. Again, I've always been a skeptic. A realist but it seems like the $23 smudging kit that I screenshopped on Amazon 
who would be too easy of a, <laughs> that would be too easy of a fix i don't know it might work if it works let me know again i know nothing about any of this so please forgive me if i sound mindless i just truly am a newbie <laughs> nearly all of the time i don't feel threatened or scared at all but sometimes i can't help but feel something eerie lingering and foremost just don't want my children to feel uncomfortable as they too are noticing more and more don't get me wrong i love this old house and we are so happy here i just want a better vibe or, or energy Thank you all so much for listening and i've seen the new places where people are listening from like guam germany and sweden thank you all so much for listening and don't forget you can too send in your story at rateandwine at gmail.com or follow the instagram page at rate and wine podcast on instagram and send me your stories i would love to read them on here I can keep you anonymous if preferred. Just mention that in your email or wherever you prefer to send me your story. And I will never, ever mention more than your first name anyway. I mean, I'm not going to release your social security or, you know, DNA results. <laughs> anyway, thanks again for listening and rate on.